What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Kernishan, joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, Devin the Verified Jackson. And we're joined by a very special guest. It's El Presidente in waiting, Mr. Tyler Browning, also of Blue Chip Scouting. Tyler, how you doing, man? Dude, man, I'm doing good. It's been a long uh, week and a half, really, at uh, the full-time job, but... I'm excited to be here. Just talk some ball with y'all. Yeah, man. As soon as as soon as it was announced that that you were coming on Blue Chip, Devin and I were like, "Yep, we got to get you on." <laughs> and and, and I, I mean, it. I mean, as soon as we found out that, that that Tyler was coming in, like Devin and I could not have been more excited. And and shouts to shouts to um to Dalton Miller. Uh, I mean, whatever, wherever he ends up going next after his, his time with Blue Chip is up, we know that he's going to crush it. Uh, but that's not the only good big news that, uh, that, that Tyler is on. Uh, Devin and I, we are still obviously at Blue Chip, but you can also find some college football uh, articles from us. We're going to be joining our guy, uh, Jake Ellenbogen, at Downtown Sports. So just like more places where you can find our work, you know, try to ex- extend the brand a bit. It's a, a lot of moving parts in the last week or so since we last talked. Uh, but guys, before we get into the meat and potatoes, which I mean, Tyler, we have one of the 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 well known Cowboys Twitter members on, so he can he can talk all of his shit and make uh, Devin and I very <laughs> sad as Eagles and, uh, and and Saints fans. Um, I gotta get your guys' read on this: Hunter Johnson, top fifty player? Question mark. Absolutely not. <laughs> um. There is no basis or reasoning for this. He might not even play this year, considering he might Peyton, be the third string. He is terrible. Peyton Ramsey, I think, is definitely the uh, the guy that will be starting in the fall. Should football start on time, but that's a different conversation was, for another day. But this was Gil Brandt that put this out, right? Which is which? I mean, I respect Gil Brandt. He has done a lot yeah. of amazing things in the NFL draft community. Without Gil Brandt, there probably isn't much of an NFL draft community. But Gil, man, this, you can't yeah. know. Up until literally this past draft, like Gil was still pretty spot on, I feel like, to where you could say his player rankings were reasonable. And then, I don't know, it seemed like this past draft, uh, they were more questionable, and then now Hunter Johnson. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I hate to say it, but he may be losing his mojo. L- legitimately, Hunter Johnson. So Devin and I had to watch Northwestern every single week this past year during the season, and that team in itself was so bad that Hunter Johnson was the leading passer into like week. 10 or 11 with 432 yards and a sub 50% completion percentage. And oh yeah, he threw one touchdown and four picks. Oh Jesus, not good. And also has one of the worst plays that I just saw every once in a while will just retweet on the timeline just to get it going. Just so people see how bad it, Hunter Johnson was. It's that play against uh, Indiana where on a lateral to end the half, he... he looks like he's running in slow motion and then just literally throws the ball directly at a defensive lineman's stomach i haven't seen this but i'm gonna have to look it up i I will send it to you right now as we're doing this because it it is it is some true comedy um yeah i i i don't i don't get it i i I, truly 
I mean, I get that people are scouting for traits and whatnot, but there were no traits that he showed that he'd be a, a, a NFL starting quarterback or on an NFL roster. I get that he, he has some pretty good snaps at Clemson, but when he had the chance to run his own offense, he looked flat out scared and rattled every single time he dropped back. And granted, Northwestern was awful this year, but he really didn't make them any better. And he literally got benched halfway or uh, three quarters of the way through the season and only played because of injury. So, yeah, uh, Tyler, I just sent it to you. It's not my tweet, but someone else tweeted out the same video. Uh, Bro, what just... the hell is he doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> he looks is dead that... right at this defensive lineman or linebacker and threw it to him. <laughs> is that not the best thing you've seen all day? Oh, my God. That's so bad. He went the, the the caption on this on this tweet is he went full shape Patterson. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Shea Patterson. Yeah. He was a thing that some people wanted to have drafted. And I will never understand that. <laughs> now the um, Yeah, which the I best guess and we, worst quarterbacks in NFL. I am legitimately waiting for a certain. I am legitimately waiting for a certain Twitter account to start tweeting about how Patrick Mahomes is washed at 24 years old, and it's all aboard the Shea Patterson hype train now. Absolutely not. I won't say who, but you guys know who I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I just want to get you guys' opinion on that because I I don't I don't get what he was looking at other than the fact that like. I want to say Hunter Johnson's at least big, and that's about... Yeah, he's... Actually, he's not even all that big. He's 6'2 and 215. Bro, what are you talking about? It's so bad. Yeah, I mean, I could, the, like, the I, Sam the Sam Ellinger is forgivable. I don't think... Uh, he, he's maybe borderline top 50, but to say that uh If you're Hunter just Johnson, doing seniors only, then maybe, but yeah, like... Sheesh. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, like, I, I Hunter Johnson as a freshman went 21 to 27, and had a two to one touchdown interception ratio. And then like he barely out through what he did as a freshman on like four times as many passes this year and still threw less touchdowns and four times the pick. He, he went full Arter Sitkowski, like, <laughs> hmm. which Tyler, I know you have no idea who that is. Nope. Not a chance. Uh, uh, yeah, Ar- Arthur Sikowski is like a folklore legend of Devin and I. Uh, his freshman year at Rutgers, he threw two touchdowns and 16 picks. Oh, wow. I will have to send you uh, his ESPN page at, at one point. But yeah, he Hunter Johnson, I guess, got like completely, um, like completely just possessed by him, I guess. Uh, it was it was kind of sad to watch, but yeah, he's 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 uh, I I don't at all understand where the top fifty senior hype is coming from because I can pretty much guarantee that if he declares Hunter Johnson will be the worst player I scout for twenty twenty one, like it it it's not good. It is very very not good. Uh, but that's not why we're here. I just figured I would start that out because it, it was a good icebreaker uh, for the podcast. But um. We are here to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. And Tyler, you are a diehard Cowboys fan. You are from Texas. Um, you guys had the best draft I graded this year. Um, you got CD Lamb, which made me cry. And then my team <laughs> got the exact opposite of CD Lamb uh, four picks later. 
and then continued to just blow the draft in various different ways. You got CeeDee Lamb. You got my favorite player in the entire gla- uh, class. You got uh, Neville Gallimore, uh, which made me incredibly sad. I actually had to reach out to Neville and tell him I, I, I am rooting for him at the next level. I just hate the team he's playing for. Um, and then you got Bradley Nye in round five. And I was ready to just give up football in general. <laughs> Uh, and then you sign Andy Dalton to be a backup. Like you've had, you guys have had a very eventful couple of weeks, so we just kind of wanted to get your kind of like in depth breakdown on the Cowboys because we we did like a draft grades and we went off, and then Dalton signed, and well, there's just there's just been a lot around. Even like your seventh your your seventh round draft selection, the scouting report on him is the big is the most viewed article in the history of blue chip scouting. So Dude, that seventh rounder, he's got some juice. That kid. I have play. I have no idea who this kid is. So if you, you just take the floor, man. Yeah. So first, like I mean, uh, I was doing a live stream uh, with a couple guys, uh, Nate Williamson, Jake uh, Shivanek, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. Apologies if I mess that up. But they invited me onto a live stream for when the Cowboys were picking on at pick seventeen, and um, I have one connection in the Cowboys organization so I've been I usually message him before the year uh before the draft every year and try to just like peg him a little bit see like what's the direction going on and I knew the targets after talking to him that the targets were 1A was CJ Henderson but they were pretty much had a full chance of knowing that like he wasn't going to be there the next uh option was going to be Caleb on Chaseon who a guy like I knew Dalton Miller wasn't super high on. Uh, I personally loved him, especially the uh, at 17. I thought he'd been a great pick, and I know a lot of other people were a big fan of him. And so I fully thought he was going to be the pick going into 17. But then, like, we're getting to pick 15, 16. I'm just thinking, like, wait a second. Like, CeeDee Lamb's on the board. I started getting texts, like, would the Cowboys take him? I was like, honestly, like, I don't even know. Like, if this was last year and Jason Garrett was a coach, like, absolutely not. Like, he would not have been the pick. We would have reached for a need. We would have taken Trayvon Diggs in the first round, which actually was a possibility, but, like, the absolute last resort couldn't find a trade-back partner plan. But, so we get to pick 17, getting multiple texts. Like, are we going to take him? I was like, honestly, like, I don't know. Like, we got a new coach. Like, it really just depends. Are we going to adapt the best player available strategy? And for two of the rounds, for sure, we know they did it. And they end up taking C.D. Lamb here in the first uh I was absolutely thrilled. Um, I'm glad they're taking the approach uh, to where you make a strength even stronger. Really, like, I mean, if you look at the NFC East, the secondaries are not stellar for any team now, especially with the Cowboys losing Byron Jones. So the Cowboys just took the approach. like, hey, if we can score all the points, like, no one can stop us. Like, let's just mask our defensive needs right now by creating even more potent offense and load it up. So I love that they went that route. CD and Amari can both play in the slot. They can both play on outside. So you'll see them rotate in and out. Um, they're getting away from the mold of having to have a short, quick, fluid route runner uh, at slot receiver. Uh, Amari can do that, and he's way bigger than Cole Beasley or Randall Cobb. So I'm glad to see that they're just be uh, getting guys to where they can freely rotate in and out and just pour on the offense. Um, mentioned Trayvon Diggs. He was a target in round one, but he was like absolute last resort. Like if they couldn't trade back at all, like they would have just settled. They didn't have to. Um, interesting fact, 
he wasn't the best player on their board at this point. Neville Gallimore was actually ranked higher for them. And so they did go for a need here and somehow still ended up with Neville Gallimore. That pissed me off so much that they still got Neville Gallimore. It blew my mind. I could not believe it. Like Especially because worse players went ahead of him, like Davon Hamilton. and like When yeah, Davon so Hamilton I'm, went, I was so pissed. Uh, I, was Neville, like, I like Hamilton, but like him and Gallimore needed to be switched for sure. Oh, yeah. But Diggs is... Uh, we don't know too much of what the Cowboys are bringing on defense. We have a lot of new coaches this year. Um, if we know that they still are valuing, valuing the old Seattle type of mold of uh, tall and lengthy corners. So we don't know for sure where that leaves us with Jordan Lewis. Um, he's been good in his playing time in Dallas. Like He hasn't been the best corner, but he's been solid. Um, there's talk about moving Cheeto Wuzie back to safety. Um, it's interesting. Um, he's one of the guys that's like usually in great position and coverage, but cannot get his head around. Whether that's been the Cowboys scheme over the years, it's kind of hard to tell at this point. Um, but I think he's a guy that isn't the best at tracking the ball in the air and getting his head around. I think it's partly scheme, but I also think it's more on him. I think the scheme thing was, I think Byron was a Byron Jones was a guy that was more capable of getting his head around, but the scheme told him not to. But um, if if uh, Cheeto is moving back to safety, Diggs is a guy that's going to start right away, I would think, on the outside boundary. He's a raw player. He's an athletic player. He's lengthy. He's very good in zone coverage. His man coverage, it, it needs some development. I don't think he's going to be a very impactful player in year one, but start to see some flashes in year two and then year three. Like Hopefully he can really hone in and be a quality starter. Um, it'll be an interesting secondary this year because now we got HaHa Clinton Dix. Xavier Woods, Trayvon Diggs, Jordan Lewis, Cheeto, and then fourth-round draft pick Reggie Robinson. And we signed two or three other additional guys this offseason. So we have a lot of depth, but not any true stars. Um, round three, Neville Gallimore, like we were mentioning a second ago, this pick was an absolute home run. He was a guy that was rated higher than Diggs on their board, and I can't believe he fell to them. Which I had heard round one rumblings the, the week of the draft with him. Like, because I, I remember reaching out to, to Neville and being like, yo, like, I, I've heard potential round one for you. And he was like, really? I'm like, yeah, like, I heard it from a couple of places that apparently have some sources that you may go round one. And <laughs> I sat there, I'm like, well, never mind. And then I'm sitting there on day two, I'm like, wow, I was really lied to. And I remember reaching out to, to Eric Edholm during the draft, like, is there any reason why Neville, you know, uh, uh, Eric Edholm from Yahoo, like, is there any reason why he's still following us? I have no idea. And, and then, yeah, like, legitimately after, after he said, I have no idea, like, two minutes later, the pick is, um, is, is Neville. I'm like, oh, great. It's the Cowboys again. Lovely. <laughs> I, I have to be excited about Davion Taylor now. But... Hey, I mean, I like Davion Taylor, too. I did not. not I as, did not. Not I as early a, as that. I had a UDFA <laughs> on a him. We, we went into it last week. I, I gave the Eagles, like, one of the worst draft grades that we could. Um, yeah, it, it's really hard to get excited, but the Eagles draft went four picks before you reach on Jalen Rager, your division rival, and the team that is the only one that can give you a challenge in the division gets CeeDee Lamb. 
And then in round, and then in round two, like Trayvon Diggs, who I would have actually preferred at twenty-one to Jalen Rieger, goes to the Cowboys, and Jalen Hurts is the pick for the Eagles, and I still haven't quite figured that one out. I'm not sure if I'm angry about it anymore, whether I've just completely stopped caring. Hey, it's because y'all's QB can't make it to the playoffs. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's true. But why would you draft a like a third round quarterback in round two? And with the hopes of that he becomes Taysom Hill, because Taysom Hill is not a thing that you should really want. Uh, and then just get two more wide receivers that can't catch while the while the Cowboys get like Tyler Biotish and, and Bradley and I. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know who Quez Watkins was. And then I watched, I, I looked him up and he had like even worse hands than Jalen Rieger. And I'm like, oh, yay. Yay. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a lot of fun. I hate how good the Cowboys draft is. And I... Uh, I'm still I'm still mad about the Eagles draft. It's been two weeks and I'm still mad about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, Gallimore what? was a weird prospect. Like people had him going in the first and people had him going in the third. Like he was one of the more polarizing prospects yeah. this draft. But he fits in the Cowboys scheme perfectly to oh, be a penetrating oh, yeah. three tech. I mean, our defensive line still like especially on the interior isn't great. It's uh it would look great if the year was twenty sixteen, but it's not. Um we we're filled with aging <laughs> veterans at this point who are past their prime, but he'll oh, be a and solid. Oh, don't forget Tristan guy. Hill. Don't forget Tristan no, Hill. Son of a bitch! Don't bring him up. <laughs> or or is Malik Collins still on that team? No, he went to uh, the uh, Las Vegas Cowboy. Uh, excuse me, Raiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I remember Malik Collins, and people were like excited. This is like if Malik Collins was good by getting Neville Gallimore. Like pretty like, much. Like, like Malik was decent when he was healthy, but like. Neville's ceiling is higher, in my opinion, oh, yeah. than Malik's ever was. Um, Neville's going to be a rotational piece right away. I think Don Terry is going to be the one tech, and then Gerald McCoy will be the three tech. And then what I have a hard time seeing weird defensive front. Be third string. Don Terry yeah. Poe and Gerald McCoy. You're, you truly weren't kidding. I remember Don Terry Poe's 40 time because I was watching it in high school, in class, with with one of my teachers because it was like a snow day or something. And we just like simultaneously lost our shit because no man that that big should move that fast. But man, like Gerald McCoy, yeah, God damn. yeah. Oklahoma, I guess. True, Jerry Smith, Gerald yeah. McCoy, Don Terry Poe. If the year was twenty sixteen, like we're Super Bowl bound, no question. And, and, and then and then Demarcus Lawrence and Tyrone Crawford. By the way, there's another Canadian, Tyrone Crawford. If if you're Canadian or yeah. from Oklahoma, Jerry wants you. Like. Pretty much, like yeah. it looks like they're finally getting away from the Boise pipeline. So, um, Canadian Boise convict, like we welcome all. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, and then like, so so so, Shit. talk to me about this seventh round quarterback, which might be a better pick than Jalen Hurts. Dude, Danucci so is fun. Okay, so when he got drafted, I immediately put out a tweet. There's usually, like, the sixth or seventh rounder, like, every year for the Cowboys. I have no clue who the hell he is. And so, of course, <laughs> this year it came in the seventh round. They announced the pick, and I'm just like, okay, the pick is so-and-so. Announcing it to the Cowboys following on my timeline, who doesn't bother to pay attention to day three of the draft like a normal human being. But we're all degenerates, so we do. And... And as soon as I'm like, it's Ben DiNucci, QB James Madison. And before, like, any questions come my way, I'm just like, by the way, I've never heard of this dude in my life. Like, not a chance. <laughs> I had no clue who he was. And so, 
I, I was lucky enough to get some tape of him that night. And so like a draft degenerate I am, I was like, all right, I got to watch some tape on him so I know what we're dealing with. This kid can low-key play. Like, he is definitely a project, like, going to be a practice squad guy, especially since we've mentioned earlier that they brought in Andy Dalton. But this guy, he can he can throw from different arm angles. He's got some mobility to him. He we've saw uh, He's been able to work defenders with his eyes. He's got good eye manipulation. Like, the tools are there for this kid. He's got a good arm. Uh, he I was pleasantly surprised. And, like, if it's a guy that I would have – uh, evaluating the draft process, I have no doubt that he would end up with a draftable grade on my uh, in my profile. <laughs> which is which is insane because you mentioned like you know there's always that one player that the Cowboys draft that like nobody know like you you have no idea who they are, uh, and, and I mean the Eagles have that too like they have that quite often. Uh, I did not expect that not only were there going to be several players I had never heard of, but the players that they did draft, with the exception of Winogo and, and, and I guess, Kayvon Wallace, like, I either didn't know or they just sucked in terms of value. Um, yeah, legitimately, like, round six, I, I had no idea who either of the players that the Eagles drafted were. And, like... I think you reached out to me during the draft because you were watching me basically melt down in real time. <laughs> and, and and I do remember because th- there were a lot of people that fell for the gag that I was like truly looking for a brand new team. And, <laughs> yep. I mean, and, and I was legitimately, just like, <laughs> you reached out to me and, and, and said like, you know, Cowboys Nation is it, it, you know, would welcome you. And I responded with something that is inappropriate for the podcast that I will not repeat. <laughs> and I think you remember what it was. Yeah, hey, we'll still welcome you. I mean, <laughs> the draft was brutal. It, 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 it truly was. Um, so Devin and I were also on a, a live stream when it happened. And <laughs> I knew the pick. But we were told not to tip picks. So for mm-hmm. like... 11 straight minutes i'm trying to like well i know the pick but i can't say it you know what maybe it's wrong maybe it's wrong maybe howie has changed his mind and it's gonna be the guy i've really wanted for like three months and like he's still available and if it makes sense change my draft neville gallimore i don't care if he would be a third round you know like a third stringer with the fact that our defensive line is absolutely loaded patrick queen is still available howie i know you've never valued a linebacker in your life change your mind and like our guy nick fairbaugh is like he knows i can't stand this pick but it's a guy that he likes so he's like truly like trying to hold back laughter Devin is watching me melt down on this damn live stream for like a good eight or nine minutes and then it's announced and I just like well I'm gonna go grab a beer what <laughs> and then I came back completely eviscerated the pick for like six minutes and then the vi- and then I went grabbed beer went in to complain to my family about how terrible of a pick it was came back I missed the Vikings pick entirely and I had to ask, oh, the Vikings pick, who did they get? Justin Jefferson. Oh, come on! And like I was I was inconsolable for the rest of that of that night. I didn't appear on that live stream the next night for day two. And legitimately like for every pick, 
that the Eagles made, Devo would just be like, and hey, we're checking in on Mike. And it's like, I- I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like the Jalen Hurts one, I'm just like, this doesn't even make any sense. I, I legit the pick after. I'm like, hey, what a pick. What Eagles pick? I'm talking about the pick that like whoever picked, I think it was the Vikings again. Like whoever picked directly after the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. I'm like, what Eagles pick? I think it was AJ Epineza. Like, yeah, great pick with Epineza. What Eagles pick? What are we talking about? Football. Oh. Like. It was, like, well, it was, it was funny because like I we were uh, talk like Twitter DMing and you were like, "Don't say anything about the Eagles pick." <laughs> just don't. You're like, just don't say, don't. don't mention Jalen Hurts' name. He's like, he's I, like, don't say anything about him. <laughs> legitimately, I think Jake reached out to me. It was just like, "So, what do you have to say about the Eagles pick?" And I just went, "You can say on the on the stream that I say no comment." Like. <laughs> I think they just wanted to make sure that, like, frickin' Dallas couldn't have him or something. I'm just like, what are we doing? What are, what is this? Like, yeah, and I don't think there was any interest in Jalen Hurts from Dallas. No! Like, I, and, and you know what? Everything, that, so, like, everything out of out of the Cowboys, and, and this is one of the reasons we had you on, is just to compare and contrast, because you've been on cloud nine for a week and a half, and I've, well, De- <laughs> Devin checks in on me periodically to make sure I'm still okay. And... Because, like, it, it didn't make any sense. And everything that has come out since with the Cowboys has been, like, absolute, like, sunshine and rainbows and lollipops. And, like, Jerry Jones is, like, the happiest he's ever been. Like, probably, yeah, like... steady trapping on his yacht right now. Legitimately, I'm pretty sure Jerry Jones is happier with that draft than he was after Stephen Jones was born. And... Like I'm, I'm hearing Howie Roseman just like, well, we drafted Jalen in round two because I really wanted, uh, you know, Russell Wilson in round three, and we missed out on him, because that's a thing that makes sense. Like, well, like that's what he yeah, said, really. Yeah, and the thing oh, is no. that like the starter in in that year was, you know, for the Russell Wilson draft was like Nick Foles and like an aging Michael Vick, not a 27-year-old quarterback that you just paid a ton of money to. Like they're paying him over they they're paying him like 30 a year and they're like, "Well, let's get Jalen Hurts in round 2." Like, what the hell? Oh, it's 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 Taysom Hill on steroids. Why? That's not round 2. Get Tommy Stevens in round 7. <laughs> <laughs> It made me so mad for like a. Li- There's an article that never even got released on Blue Chip because I'm pretty sure Dalton took a look at it and went like, "You need to not." <laughs> it's still in drafts, but I went through every pick as to what I would actually do, and I mean it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still. I mean, when you see Jalen Rieger get just punked by Parnell Motley, who went undrafted, it, it's never fun. <laughs> I hated Jalen. Jalen Rieger had me blocked before the draft, and well, it, I, I, he, he, if he didn't before the draft, he, he definitely would have after. <laughs> rough man. What a rough <laughs> draft. I didn't. The, I didn't hate Rieger, but man, it I, sounds I, like you sure did. I. He was my wide receiver ten. So. <laughs> and, oh and, and, yeah, you were significantly lower than me. Yeah, yeah, I had him fiftieth. And I would have been okay with him in round two. Um, and, and, and there's other reasons, too, that we will get into off-air. But, yeah. Um, Devin, you got anything you want to ask about the Cowboys uh, draft class? Or just off-season in general? Or outlook going forward? Um, 
Um, I guess just I'm I'm wondering kind of like how Tyler Biotis will uh, fill in kind of on that Cowboys offensive line. Uh, I feel like he, of all the draft picks, I feel like he's been the one that's seen like the less headlines or been less talked about versus like some of the other guys like Bradley and I, Tra- Trayvon Diggs, uh, CD. Even Lennon. Reggie Robinson, I've heard more about than, than Biotish. So. so so I guess I'm kind of wondering, uh, how do you, you Tyler, kind of envision him fitting in uh, the Cowboys offensive line, how they will plan to use him? Yeah, so uh, with him, it's really we're just waiting to see the clean bill of health, really. Because, I mean, in 2018, we all know that that guy was absolutely dominant on tape. He looked like a first-round caliber prospect coming into the season. And then I believe it was, I know it was a hip injury, and I believe a shoulder injury played part into it as well. To where his tape just it was almost like a steep dive off a cliff. It was not a fun thing to watch, really. Uh, especially against Ohio State, it was not fun. Devon Hamilton had his uh, way with him seven ways a Sunday on those games. And uh, but if this guy is a healthy kid coming in and he can live up back to that hype coming into the 2019 season, like. This guy's going to be a steal in the fourth. Um, the Cowboys are very comfortable with Joe Looney uh, starting off at center. He did uh, very well for the year that Travis Frederick missed um, the season with his disease. Um, the I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a really complicated name. But when Travis Frederick missed the season uh, with his illness, Joe Looney did very well uh, in filling in for him. He wasn't anywhere near Travis Frederick level, as that's incredibly hard to do. But he was a completely serviceable and a very good starter. They also have a lot of confidence in Connor McGovern, who pretty much was injured all of last year. He's about he took a medical red shirt and is about to play as what I like to say his Ben Simmons rookie year. But um, <laughs> Beatus will come in and he'll be competing if hopefully there is a training camp. He'll compete right away. Assuming wait, there which is Connor McGovern the the Missouri one or the uh, Penn the Penn State the Penn State one? Because there's two of yeah. them and I can't remember. Yeah, the I think the Missouri one's at the Jets right now. If I oh remember. yeah yeah yeah. But uh, yeah, we drafted the uh, Penn State one last year in the s- third round. I'm looking. Yeah, third round. I'm looking at it now. It was third round, and I remember like he was even surprised the Cowboys picked him because they didn't talk to him at all, like in the pre-draft process. But they end up selecting him. And so we haven't seen what he has to, uh, what he has in his toolbox, but apparently he has guard center flexibility. So they got some depth there. Um, even if Biotis came in and he wasn't fully healthy, I think they would feel comfortable medical IRing him for the season and riding with Joe Looney, Connor McGovern, and potentially bringing in another like veteran or something. But. I think they got enough uh, depth there to where they feel comfortable, even if Biotis doesn't have a huge impact right away. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, again, he, another great value because, like, even those that were low on Biotis, like even myself, I had a, I had a third on him. I thought he'd go in round three and not still be available in round at like the end of round four for the cow. Literally every single pick was that was that a pre was that a, a great value really other than like Reggie Robinson, and like even then like he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's I, the one I, I probably know the least amount about, but I yeah I, I, I know I it was him. still decent value. Yeah, like, and, and, and I mean, it's it's funny because I mean, obviously the the Cowboys had you know more picks, and the the Saints had four, and even in my article on Blue Chip, I completely forgot that the Saints traded back in to round seven, but like, 
you guys had like you had uh, seven picks. The Saints had four, and I gave the Cowboys an A double plus. I gave the the Saints an A plus, and I gave the Eagles a D plus. Uh, so like total different ends of the spectrum. Um, I'm pretty sure we can all agree at this point the Cowboys are the favorite in the NFC East. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I can I understand so. any arguments for the Eagles. Like, but again, like the NFC East is that weird division that hasn't had the same winner since like 2004 or something. We've become crap. the NFC South it, because remember when the NFC South like took forever for there to be repeat. You know, champion, uh, division champions, and it was like the Falcons or the Saints that did it after like a yeah. decade and a half. We haven't had that in forever, so I mean, yeah, um, it's it's got to be someone else other than the Eagles, according to history. It, 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 it'll probably be the Cowboys because I'm sorry, the Giants and the Redskins are still just a, a step too bu- too far behind. Still projects for They're sure. Still projects. The it's, Redskins' a, defense though is going to be nasty. The D line is stacked. That D line is, is, is that D line is too stacked, and then I mean the the Giants, the Giants are okay. The Giants are still gonna suck, but yeah, not very good. No, no, and I'm sorry, I'm never gonna be afraid of, of Daniel Jones. I'm probably never gonna be afraid of Dwayne Haskins either, or really anything. Really, the the like whereas the Giants have a uh like you know an Ezekiel Elliott in the back field i'm not as concerned about darius geis <laughs> mostly because darius geis can't really stay healthy either yeah that's a big issue i but, like, like geis yeah, a lot but the... man that health bill is hard oh i there is one question when are the cowboys gonna pay Dak? um i think it's gonna happen like say we have training camp and training camp's usually around july i'd say july is gonna be the prime time uh, yeah. As soon as Dak holds out a day of training camp, they're going to want to get a deal done. The Cowboys, people like to say that the the Cowboys gained leverage by signing Andy Dalton. No, they didn't. They did not. They Andy did not. Dalton is not good enough to establish leverage. If Dak holds out one day of training camp, they're going to be like, oh, we kind of need to get our shit together. Let's go sign this kid. Absolutely. Like, listen, I mean, obviously you are a big Dak Prescott fan. I think that that's that goes without saying. I for several years was more against Dak Prescott, and I am I am not in the camp that like Dak is a glorified fullback like some people still think, even though he was like one of the best QBs in the league last year. Like mm-hmm. rookie Dak Prescott was like overrated, but like once he got into like yeah. year three, year four, then we started actually needing to have a discussion. Because, like, the first two years, he just had to hand the ball off to, to, to Zeke. But he's really taken those steps, you know, in the passing game in the last two years. And do I think that he's, like, $40 million? No. But, uh, one, it's what the market's going to dictate. And he's probably going to want to be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL until Pat Mahomes shatters that and then Lamar Jackson shatters that. But, like, I would pay him Carson Wentz money. I would say they're at very at at minimum even if not Prescott's higher than him. Like, yeah, if I only agree. due to the fact that Carson can't stay healthy. I mean, I was a big proponent um, when the Dak was getting drafted. That was the year I was like starting to look at it as a more of like a scout basis. But, like, I wasn't anywhere close. I to, hated like, the Wentz pick. I hated the Wentz pick. I really? I had a. He was QB three behind Goff and Paxton Lynch that year. Uh, yeah, we we don't talk about that all that much, but yeah, I had like a I had I had 
similar grades on like Mahomes, Josh Allen, and and Carson Wentz coming out of college as all like second round players. I would just say like at that point, like I was still like I was a very more passionate fan. I wasn't grading or anything at that point, but I was a hundred percent wanting the Cowboys to draft Dak Prescott in the later rounds, just because of that point of Tony Romo's like not inability to have a clean bill of health through most of the season. So I was a huge like proponent. I was like, hey, let's get Dak at some point in this draft. And then we got him, so I was super pumped. Um, I was kind of riding the wave of um, him the first year. I think I was being uh, – I had quite a bit of fan goggles that first year. But then up until this past year, uh, going into the 2019 season, I think like as much of as a fan I am of him, I think I was a very harsh critic as well. If uh, I don't know how many people were like really paying attention to me at that point, but I know in my Cowboys following realized like I was – pretty harsh on Dak, especially in the 2018 season so i'm a huge fan of him but like i'd like to think that i don't have too many uh too much fan goggles on him no for sure you you i mean honestly just just type Dak prescott into twitter hit send and just see what happens and it's actually it's it's a very it's a very fun experience. I'm sure it's not in terms of being a Cowboys fan, but for <laughs> no, nope. for for us that have nothing to do with with the team, it's it's kind of nice. But yeah, the Cowboys really strengthened, and I mean, this is a, the, they probably should have made the playoffs over the Eagles anyways had they not done what the Cowboys normally do in December, um, and kind of kind of choked it away. But then yep. the Eagle the Eagles pulled a Cowboys in December in the draft and. Yeah, I've, I still have not gotten over that. It's going to take some time. I'm going to need, like, Jalen Rieger to somehow learn how to catch a ball, catch, like, 100 of them, and get, like, 1,500 yards and, and, like, 11 touchdowns, and then maybe I can forgive them for passing up Justin Jefferson, who was legitimately the player I wanted the Eagles to draft once, like, Henry Ruggs started, you know, being mocked before, like, 18. <laughs> I think I would have legit cried if y'all got Henry Ruggs. Dude, I think from about the combine on, it was very clear that Ruggs was, was like no longer going to be in the discussion at 21. So I'm like, all right, I'm fine with Justin Jefferson. Like, he's wide receiver one if this class isn't stacked. And then and then, and then they pick, they, they pick the, 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 the slow... The, well, he's not even all that... He's, he's not fast, but he's also, he's also not slow. Like he he's not four two two like that fake video said, but he's also not like four four five, but he's also like fast Aguilar. So, I think the kid's got some juice. I think uh, he has juice. He just can't catch, <laughs> which <laughs> is like the most important thing as a receiver. It's like it's like um, oh god, I think it was David Boston, off topic, but like David Boston on a. Uh, NFL Network top ten. Brian Balding was like, David, why, why, uh, why do you drop so many passes? Well, I just got bad hands. Like, yeah, like you're a receiver. You, like, if you're gonna just get him the ball on jet sweeps, fine, fine. But like, even the highlights that they showed for for Jalen Rieger involve him fumbling a punt. Like, it does not go to ease <laughs> any concerns I had. And then to get. Jalen Rieger again in round four with John Hightower, and then to get him again in round six with Quez Watkins, and then like it it was just it it it, it 
I, I legit spent... I, as a draft fan, I should not spend draft weekend crying. And I did. And there was a poem that was made on the podcast about it. It, it was... It was it made for some terrific content. I will say that it it made Sounds for like some a terrific hell of a weekend like, for you. Yeah, it made some terrific draft content, like in terms of writing and Twitter content. Like, legitimately, I think I got more attention than that than I do most days. But um, yes, uh, before we get out of here, uh, Tyler, is there any like uh, articles that you that you finished up that you want to promote or anything that you're working on in the meantime? Um, I just recently, uh, as he's the hot commodity of Twitter right now, uh, did a little piece uh, called Taking a Glance at Trey Lance uh, for my first article at Blue Chip. Um, just a little dive into his film, uh, highlighted some of his pros, uh, highlighted a couple areas where I think he needs to improve on. Um, right now, I am currently in the uh, thought process of thinking of another article, so I don't have anything to promote in the future right now. Um, just uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at Diabetic Tyler. Uh, I'm not making fun of diabetics. I am one, so don't think I'm mean. I am mean, but like not that mean. Um, <laughs> it's pretty easy Twitter handle to remember, though. So that's where I'm at. Uh, Devin, I know that you just uh, re- released a fun article over at Downtown Sports on uh, Pat White and Steve Slayton. Yeah, I, I look back on probably one of the best duos in college football history. I mean. When you think about West Virginia, you think of those two players are synonymous with West Virginia's success, and especially in the Big East, especially when a lot of those bigger teams left and, and moved on to bigger conferences. So uh, I just want to take a look back uh, down memory lane and uh, just remind people of those two great players that came through West Virginia. And then last week I did a I did an article on uh, Justin Sternad, um, fifth round pick out of for Denver, and. How I believe that he's probably one of the best kept secrets in the NFL. I think him falling to the Broncos uh, in round five, I think that he will eventually assume the starting role. So those two are available on downtown uh, sports and uh, definitely looking forward to, to making some more uh, draft content in the coming weeks. Starting uh, Probably going to get started in the 2021 class, probably starting next week and uh, look at guys that, you know, people aren't really talking about yet. Um, I actually just saw that Oluwale uh, Batiko got picked up by the Giants as an undrafted free agent. So that hey, that, that was that was uh, one of our guys back in the fall. But uh, looking forward to to um, the 2021 class. Uh, finally put a stamp on 2020, and uh, now we're looking forward to the future. Yeah, and I mean, I've I've got some stuff up on downtown. I did uh, a look back at the. Uh, NCAA's uh, last expansion project from 2011 to 2014 kind of looked in depth as to whether or not every t- Power 5 move was worth the, uh, the move or not. Spoiler alert, most of them aren't. Um, just today, so Tuesday, um, my top 25 way too damn early uh, big board uh, for 2021 was released on downtown sports and I am in the process of another college football article for that website. I am basically following up on that, uh, college football realignment and trying to realign the NCAA in a way that makes sense in terms of money, competitive balance, 
and rivalries, as well as geography, because geography matters. So that should be ready to go in the next, like, week or so. I'll also be having some stuff up on Blue Chip as well. But until next time, guys, you can find Devin on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. You can find me at MikeH underscore Draft. As Tyler said, Diabetic Tyler. Follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Um, and, um, yeah, we will see you guys around. Take it easy, guys.